BNT Talk College Sports. This is BNT Talk College Sports. I'm your host, T. I'm here with the other host, B. What's up, B? How are you Not doing? Not much. Doing pretty well. What about yourself? Doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. We have a fun weekend going on. We got an intramural basketball game. Then we're going to do some fun Halloween-type activities, haunted houses, or maze, corn mazes uh, with, with some friends. And so that's going to be fun. Uh, then we got college football tomorrow. Yep. BYU's home game against Texas Tech. We'll see if that's fun. We'll see if that's fun. But I am excited. Uh, we have a good slate of college football. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still kind of getting over a sore throat, which was good that we did our own personal podcast by week. Um, and we did not warn any listeners. So, but you know, that's just how the cookie crumbled. We nice. just had to, we had to take a bye week just because. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we didn't do our picks. So we'll update you guys on the picks. But let's do a brief overview of these past couple weeks. So, mainly we want to highlight the Red River rivalry mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, Texas. Ohio State, or excuse me, Notre Dame, USC. Yeah. Or was it Ohio just, State? Just talk about Notre Dame in general. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk Notre Dame. Um, no, nothing with Ohio State's happened. Uh, I, I was thinking Ohio State, Notre Dame. Or no, Notre Dame and, and USC and Louisville and then the um, – and Washington, Oregon. Washington, Oregon. I think those are the big ones. Those are the matter. biggest ones. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything in like the SEC that's occurred that's noteworthy. Um, ACC, but. Miami stinks. UNC is good. Same old, same old. So I'll just stop picking against UNC. Yeah, Ben's Ben's little personal vendetta against UNC has cost him a couple picks. A couple points from picks this this season, but it's all right. So they're gonna, they're, they're, they have a tough one tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to the picks. <laughs> They've got a tough one tomorrow. We'll get to the picks. We'll get to the picks. <laughs> On the CW Network. On the CW Network, the Tar Heels face the mighty 1-5 UVA Cavaliers. So, Did they play William, William and Mary last week? Or two weeks. Two weeks ago, they had a bye. Okay, I was about to say after the so, grueling competition against William Mary, UVA is on a hot streak. They are not. They are on a streak. They're on a streak right now. So, yeah. well, we'll get to picks later. Let's talk a little college football. Let's talk Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, what a weird loss that was. Just getting to, blown out by to getting absolutely annihilated by Louisville, who then just who then the got bet. pretty beat, beat pretty badly by. Yeah. Pitt, who is not really great by any means. No, so, they're bad. They're just so, not bad. So what? So what's going on with Notre Dame here? What's what's the biggest issue you see, and what what's the best they can get? I mean, I I think it's safe to assume they're out of the Final Four. Yeah, they're they're out. Unless everyone starts losing, mm-hmm. which I don't see foresee that. But so maybe New Year's Six. I think is yeah, their best. Yeah, no, they certainly can do that, especially if they were to win out, which they can certainly do. The only tough game they have remaining is Clemson. Uh, otherwise, they play Pitt, they play Wake, they play at Stanford. Those should all be wins. So, well, um, so well, what's going on? How do you how do you compete with a team like Ohio State and? I mean, they, they were one play away from winning. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won. Honestly. Um, 
And then you beat a good Duke team mm-hmm. on the road. Yeah. And then just get absolutely manhandled by a Louisville team that I believe Notre Dame wins that game nine times out of ten. Yeah. But, Louisville's not bad by any means, but they're not they're not good. But they're not what was the they're final like score? Them. It was like three, four possession game. Uh yeah. Or no, it was thirty three twenty. Oh, okay, two, two possession. But, yeah, I mean, they handedly won. It was at Louisville. Louisville had a good environment. Louisville's pretty good. Uh, the Hold place on, was can I Can I shout out my cousin who goes to Louisville? Sure. Shout out Ava Gregory Mabry. She's a Louisville student herself. And I hope, I hope you're having a good time at Louisville. Go Cardinals. Continue. Good environment. She contributed <laughs> yeah. to that T- environment. Tough environment. I also think it's one of those times. I mean, Sam Hartman had a bad game uh, running the ball. They couldn't run the ball effectively. Really, the, the offense that I – or the, not the offense. The What's offensive to my eyes, I guess, is the offense sometimes. Um, I think they were hoping that they would be getting a more sort of explosive offense than they had had in the past because of the quarterback they had. Um and I think that should be the case. It was the case last week against USC. It wasn't two weeks ago. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything wrong with Notre Dame. They just lost one of their hard, close games, and then they blew it. Again, they just blew it. You know, sometimes you can be, like, a good team and just blow it, and then you're screwed. Yeah. I think that's sort of what they did. So, But low-key, Notre Dame has crushed the USC. Yeah, and sh- well, yeah, Notre Dame. No, that was it. Notre Dame against USC. Notre Dame scored kind of like a garbage time touchdown against Louisville. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, No, you were definitely right. It was closer than I expected to. Yeah, but yeah, USC is like. I've got a semi-hot take. Go for it. The problem with that game was not the defense. It was Caleb Williams. He was Ooh. bad. He was bad. He was pretty bad. He was bad. I'm not saying he's the problem. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in that instance. In that game. Yeah. Well, the offensive line, USC's offensive line is terrible. It's just like, it's just Caleb Williams and skill players on that team that are good. That's that's the problem. So when Caleb Williams was just like having to take the defense on practically by himself, he couldn't overcome that. He had a bad game. He's still a superhuman. He's still really, really good. But he had a bad game. They suffered for it. Um, I don't think the defense was necessarily at fault in that game, but with that being said, like they're not good. They're still bad, and they're never going to fire Grinch, and they will always be this forever. Well, Lincoln Riley will not compete nationally unless he fires his defensive coordinator, which it's just obvious that like Alex Grinch like knows of a crime Lincoln Riley committed. <laughs> he must. That must be. That's the. There's, that's there's the, some kind of blackmail. There's something. There's some blackmail. There's something. No, there has to be. Dude. There's no conceivable reason why you keep that man. Anyway. Well, and honestly, USC. Looking at their schedule, they hadn't really played anyone great. And even the week still before, still almost losing. Yeah, and the week before, yeah, they beat Arizona in triple overtime. Who's good? Arizona. I mean, yeah, they're. they're I, 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 I would probably say good. They're just not bad. Did you see what they did last week? Against Washington State. I also, but Washington State, I don't know what happened with them. They're weird. They got beat by UCLA just to get absolutely killed. 
by Arizona. I like, think Arizona's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I would say. I'm I would not say they're they're, they're very good. They're I would good. say they're pretty good. good. Yeah. I mean, they beat Stanford by one, mm-hmm. uh, and then like had you know, overtime lost Mississippi State, unimpressive win, or excuse me, an impressive win over mm-hmm. an unimpressive UTEP team. Hung in there with Washington, like. You know, I'll give you I'll I think they will be at the end of the year when it's all said and done good. But right now they're pretty good in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Washington State, what the heck? I thought they were at least gonna be good, but it, it seems like this these past two weeks, everything I've thought about them has just derailed. Anything good, I'm just like, okay, can't. But really. you know they're going to screw up someone else's season. And you know, that's how this works. you know who I think they will? It's going to be Washington. I think Washington in the final game. Uh, I think maybe. Wa- I think that's, I feel like Washington kind of owns them, though. They do, but that's just my gut feeling. There's no, okay. like, there's no rhyme or reason. I can't, like, analytically tell you why Washington mm-hmm. State will beat Washington this year, mm-hmm. except for the pure fact that that what you just said that they will screw up someone's season. I'm like, it's going to be Washington. Okay. So. Um, but we'll see how bad it actually screws up. I think Washington will still end up in Pac-12 championship. They'll just have one loss, yeah. win that, and then be in the Final they Four. Yeah. And it's kind of like they, it's a loss that they can afford, but is yeah. also needed. That's because kind of they won last week. They yeah, exactly. So, okay, let's move on. All right, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, I think we were both kind of right about that. You had Texas winning, mm-hmm. and I said Oklahoma winning, but – I think we were both not shocked at the outcome. Just especially Texas definitely had a chance in regards to Sarkeesian just just played very conservative, which is very weird. And basically was like, here, Dylan Gabriel and offense. Here's a minute and a half, and we're just going to let you take 15 yards of it. Exactly. So, uh, and honestly, like, that final drive dealing Gabriel was good, but watching I I only got to see probably like half of the game, like the last half of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was as impressive as I build him up to be. As we know, I'm a big Dylan Gabriel guy. He's like he's like efficient and like he's like productive. But you like watch him and you're like He didn't wow me in that Texas game like I thought he would. I think he is capable no. of more. But and I think this his this he's whole not season that talented. Come on, come he's on. good, but he's not that talented. Come on, you're it, literally saying that. In other words, I no. What I'm saying is, I think he's talented. I just don't think he's. You were untapped. like he didn't show it. That that's what I he tell, is all the time. I, tell, I feel like he hasn't. Sh- I feel like I feel like last season, like before he got injured, I feel like he was showing that he's truly talented. He's thrown for like 500 plus yards. X amount of touchdowns, but I feel like he's just been more game manager esque this year. What I'm saying, you know, that final drive, he did exactly what he needed to do in order to prove that he's a good quarterback. You know, he just made the right throws. Yeah. But also, no, I think, good. but also, Texas kind of gave it to him. So now yeah. I'm like, I, I just see him from like last year before he gets injured to this year. And it's just like there's no like explosiveness. He had explosiveness yeah. in his throws and his playmaking. He's a big play guy, and I just don't quite see it yet because I I know mm-hmm. I know like 
it's in him. He has it in him. Untapped potential. That's what I'm trying to get at. But I don't think by any means he's not talented. I think he's very talented. I just think, well, I guess my point is he's not He's not some NFL prospect. No, but I think that's different. I think I think he's that's, very that's good. I should have clarified that. Yeah, well, yeah apologize. I, I'm sorry. Um, Kale, or not Caleb Williams. Dylan Gabriel, you are good, I'm, but I'm, you will not be. I'm with, he's like Kellen Moore-esque. Yeah. He's a lefty who's a very good college quarterback yeah. that I don't foresee having a ton of success in the NFL. Not the best lefty in college football. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I would I would agree with that. I would say panic. Saying that just to just be a jerk. But yeah, you are and you are a jerk. It, it is true. You know this but, is this has turned into therapy, couples therapy with B and T, B and T talk therapy, and hash it out. Now I, I I would say definitely from an NFL quarterback perspective, Penix. Yeah, and I would even give and Penix still, the edge. It's still going to be weird. And I would I would give Penix the edge as far as. As far as like talent and like well yeah um, production, mm-hmm. I do think there is a Dylan Gabriel. There is a side, and I think just that final drive just showed a little bit of the gap is a lot closer than we think. But right now it's not there. Are we doing this? Right, right, <laughs> right now it's not there. Right now it's not there. I'm with you. Okay, okay. The gap, the gap. Okay, okay. okay the, the gap still isn't. All that big, yeah. I just think it's there is a Dylan Gabriel. I think Ga- I think Dylan Gabriel and Michael Penix were like kind of similar last year, but Penix like stepped up big time in a way that Gabriel hasn't. That's not even like a knock on Gabriel. That's just how good Penix has been. Yeah, I just and I'm just and I think it also helps. I'm just not totally sold on Oklahoma. Like I still think no. there's a part of me that Texas that thinks Texas is still the best team. Oh. But that was my hot take. Is the, are, do you think they're going to play again? Yeah, they're the two best teams in the yes. Big Twelve. And what do you think is going to happen if they play? I would say Texas would win, but I if, think by double digits. But if Oklahoma wins, but I thought I, they would last time too. Yeah, but if Oklahoma wins, that's not going to shock me either. No, but I think Texas but, is better. But I look at I look at the four like who I think the four best teams are, and I see Oklahoma on the outside looking in. Yeah, so. they're not a top. They're I I would be sort of surprised if they're this is this this is exactly what Oklahoma is versus Texas. Texas is a better team. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is better coaching. That's that's how I would. They put certainly it. were when they played. Exactly. Um, what, and whether or not whether or not long term game, I don't know. Long term, yeah, that's fair. Long term, um, we don't know. But when they played, yes. But when they played, absolutely. When they played. Venables out coach Sark for sure, and yeah, and that's and but I think so. but you know I probably I hate to admit it I probably put Ewers over Gabriel even though Gabriel was the, bad that game yeah and even though Gabriel like has has the highest mm-hmm. rating in the Big Twelve right now Ewers but, is like, capable more yeah but you can only go as far as your coaches let you so yeah and so this I, this he, is he also I mean he created his own mistakes. Yeah. And Big you know, Ewers isn't perfect, but no. he's great, right? Yeah. Um he's not my Dylan Gabriel. He's not perfect. You know? No one's perfect yeah. like Dylan Gabriel. Anyway, but I think this game that game was is a huge turning point for Sark and uh will he make the adjustments? Will he recognize what he did and being way too conservative down the stretch? Or will he say, you know what, never again, you know, I 
he's still relatively young in his coaching career. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Because uh, it's not about how you react after wins, how you react after a loss. So, um, other than that, is there any other games that have happened that are. Oregon, Washington. Okay, yeah. Or, that's right. Duh. Um, I guess we're kind of talking Washington already. That got me thinking. But, or Washington, I would, I honestly kind of see it as like a Oklahoma, Texas situation. Like, I think these two teams very well could match up again. I think they will. I think, though, that they're actually like they, almost equivalent. Yeah. I, Whereas, like, I, I came out, I came out of the Texas. I came out of Texas, Oklahoma being like, I feel like Texas screwed that up and Oklahoma took it, but that Texas is better. I came out of Washington, Oregon being like, I went in going, I think both these teams are very good and they're pretty evenly matched, to leaving going, these teams are both pretty good and pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I, just like I test... I can't help but see Oregon and Washington and be I think both these teams are better than Texas. I think both these teams are better than UNC. I think both these teams are better than Alabama, LSU, even like I might even say Georgia. Like I just think like they're I'm very high on both of them. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, and you Texas, can, it's close. You can make the argument, right? Like, yeah, no, I think that's more. It, it, I, I think, I think they're certainly both better. Yeah, well, I, I guess my point is, like, you can look at the top team. Yeah. I think you can look at the top teams in pretty much every conference, maybe apart from they the very Big much 10. line up with both with all the top teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would even, I guess, my point is, I think the two top teams in the Pac-12 are better than the top teams. And every other conference apart from like the Big Twelve, and you can maybe argue Georgia, but I still look you at mean them. the Big Ten. The Big Ten, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. The Big Ten, um, which has been kind of weirdly uneventful so far. Yeah, well, 10. I mean, nothing. Like we we knew this, we did know this, and I guess they I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Anyone. Well, I guess we'll find, we'll out, find tomorrow. out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. Ohio State, Penn State, but I absolutely love. Um, sorry, I got a text. I I actually love both these teams, and I think I think the same result happens, except the reverse. If it's at Oregon, I think Oregon wins by a field goal. If it's playing mm-hmm. odds in the stadium, yeah. <clears throat> but I liked the coaching by Dan Lanning at the end. It didn't work, but they went for it in Washington territory, but couldn't kick the field goal. Like, they were too far away to kick the field goal. They were up through... I don't even know. But they were up, and they wanted to go for it and end the game. Yeah. And they didn't get it, and Washington went down and scored. They... It didn't work out for them, but he did exactly what Steve Sarkeesian should have done. Yeah. Against Oklahoma. And because the risk is... Because at least it's like, we can put it away... We can either put it away or, well, and this is what this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. They're in a shorter field, and they go for it. You get it, you win. You don't, you give Michael Penix and Washington a shorter field. But in turn, if they do score, 
then you most likely have more time. Yeah. Versus if you punt the ball, you're like putting your, you're exclusively putting the ball in the defense's hands. Yeah. And sort the the game in the defense's hands. Yeah. And more likely than not, I still think, and you're gonna play naturally a little more conservative, knowing that they're gonna pass. I still think they get down the field and at least get some kind of field goal try. Yeah. And at least more time. At least try to let Bo Nix in your offense get going. Yeah. And I they went, tried and it didn't work, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think they can live with that. Yeah. You know, whereas I think Texas is it's hurting them more. Like you as a Texas fan go, man. Like I think it's tougher on Texas fans that lost to Oklahoma than it is than the Oregon Washington oh, loss is on the Oregon. I I 100 agree. So Oregon fans, you can live with that. Yeah. Anyway, and I think I think yeah, I think they're still one and two. Like they play each other again. Yeah. As I, well. I so oh, Kim Rising probably won't ever come back at this rate. Um, and USC is very vulnerable as we've seen yeah. as far as Pac-12 chances that loss to Notre Dame doesn't hurt them. Nope. But still, I but just, it, I think, I think it proves. But something. it hurts them, and like if you play a good team, mm-hmm. they're they're just not gonna be able to keep up. So, um, but yeah, and then uh, BYU woes, same old, same old. Can't run, disappointing offensive line. Uh, it's di- really disappointing offense. It's like yeah, because like defense has think... surprisingly been. I'm, I don't think good is the right word, but I, I can live with our defense. Like, in times they've yeah, been good. It's a little more like you at least watch them and just go, like, this is, like, a competent scheme. It's just guys not executing. Yeah. Um, We know, like, that's why, like, I can't get on them. And it annoys me when I see people getting on the defense. Because I'm like, we knew that this defense had no talent on it. Like, yeah. I think it's pretty unacceptable going forward. There can't be any scenario where you just like, Oh, well, it's week two and we have no scholarship safeties. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, yeah. I understand it, but like next year that can't be a thing. Also, um, it's just frustrating. We have a bye week and we have in my eyes, a winnable game. Yeah. against TCU, and I am fine losing, for example, the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. A few plays didn't go our way. Yeah. And that were and, and they went Kansas' it's way. Kansas, and I think they're just a little better. Yeah. And TCU, it, I, I would have even accepted the same sort of outcome. Exactly. But, um, the, but, the, but the difference is BYU against Kansas, there were moments yeah. that were just pivotal, and it cost us the game, but we were still competitive, and we still, like, Throughout the game, it was like, oh, we still have a chance. How do you go in and just look so sluggish and can't execute um, bad play calling, too? Yeah, play calling was atrocious. Off of bye week versus a team where BYU has a lot of history against. There's a team that literally... History of losing against. History of losing. Not even a history of losing. A history of getting crushed. Yeah. Just weird. I don't know. It's it's just (laughs) really frustrating. Yeah. Again, I I'm fine with a loss because I, I kind of expected it at before the season. Yeah. But during the season, I was like, oh, we actually might be able to beat TCU. We might be able to compete. Yeah. 
But the thing is, we didn't even compete. They just totally kicked our butt. It's, it's the same. Like, offense, I think it's a little bigger than the offensive line at this point. I know I was talking to you off-pod a little bit about this, that the offensive line is graded better, specifically in run blocking last game, than they have in a long time. I think a big issue is we can't run the ball when you're down 14 nothing. 10 seconds into the game. You just can't run the ball anymore. You have to throw because you're down by a lot. You can't establish the run game at that point. And, and it's um, also it's still not good. It's better. We we also can't run the ball because our receivers don't get open one on one. Yeah, they, and I they feel, dare us to throw. I feel I feel I feel for Slovis. I do too. I feel like Keaton Slovis has played so great. Look, he was bad Saturday, and he was. He but was, that's okay. Yeah, and honestly, but I still like it. Didn't change my opinion of him. I think he was bad, but I don't think it was. I would think there's actually a lot more to blame on others than him. Like yeah, that but inter- the first pick six, first first was bad. That first, was really bad, and he knows um, it. But like yeah. you know, Jaron Hall had bad plays. Yeah, Zach Wilson had bad plays. That's not my point. My point. Well, also like there is our completed passes are him throwing people open. Like I'm going to throw it to a place, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna throw it to a place like where you're not getting completely drained. Yeah, because these wide receivers, I'm gonna be frank, they stick. They stick. They've been very, very disappointed. Even like down, I know Chase Roberts is pretty good. He Lasseter's he's, okay. I mean, there's a. I was gonna say there's, there's a play, not enough. There's a play down. You know, it was garbage time. You know, final like six, seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. A little open slant to Lasseter in his hands. He. Runs before he catches it, drops it. I mean, it's just like, it's just yeah. little things like that, or it's just like, just this point again. Cody Epps, star wide receiver, last year has pr- been pretty non-existent. I mean, he was Most, able mostly due to injuries. <clears throat> mostly but, due to injuries, but, but even but, when he's playing, he's that's zero impact on the game. Yeah, zero. Uh, he's he's non-existent even when he plays. So yeah. If really the, our only threat receiving is Isaac Rex, and other teams know that, yeah, and so and yeah, it's just Roberts even to a degree, but like even if you just have like that, yeah, we just need the depth wide receivers to do a little more. Parker Kingston, they know they they have safety help because they know that he's speedy and can get by guys. Yeah, uh, it's just all it's hard to attribute it to one person. It's just all not working. I tend to sort of attribute it to literally everyone but Keaton Slovis and LJ Martin. I think, like, everyone else is sort of at fault to yeah. some degree. Yeah. And I think there's I think there's sometimes LJ Martin runs more east to west than north to south. Yeah. I don't know if it's him, like, waiting for his blockers to come or if he's waiting for the play to develop. But I think, to your point, I was going to say two things. Then we'll move on to picks and call it good. Um you're talking about the the PFF grades, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad they were better this past week. But honestly, it's like I don't really care because to me, why? I care about the rush yards. Like that's a terrible way to in- indicate how well your offense ball is doing. But sure. is it? But is it though? Because it because it takes it it removes the factors. There's other factors to running the ball than just. How your offensive lines? Okay, how many yards? I think we ran for eighty something yards. Mm-hmm. And if that's like the best that our guys can do, 
So I get what you're saying because there's like anomalies or outliers. So like, well, if they literally suck all game, but someone breaks off for like an 80 yard run, right? Yeah. Like, I get what yeah, you're yeah. saying, but it's like I, that's why I care about. My point though is it doesn't account for the fact that TCU's defense is going. We're we're putting everyone in the box, seven eight guys in the box. We dare you. We dare Darius Lasser beat us on one on one man. Like, I think that was a bigger problem this game. I'm not saying the offensive line and running game hasn't been a problem all year. I'm just saying that there was maybe reason to think there was, like, it, the great, like, it indicates that there was some degree of improvement. All right. But that there was another issue that got exploited. All right. I'm so like, it was all that's fair. You know what I mean? I guess, I guess I guess my I, point is... I'm uh, all for improvement. Yeah. My point is, I think I, think I was in on that early as well and i think it was correct i think it's unfair to purely blame the lack of running game for the offense's woes this past saturday right. i think That's it's a group a effort of incompetence yes and that maybe this is an indicator going forward that there can be some improvement i i you know what i mean you know what I mean? Yeah. And you I, th- I, mean. I think the point I was trying to make, because yeah, I'm with yeah. you, the point I'm tr- I was trying to make earlier is like, there needs it's, to be production. It's, it's, it's almost like, yeah, like, I'm yeah. glad that, like, the PFF grades improves for run blocking. Yeah. I just wish it translated to rush yards. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, yeah, we're on the same page there, but I agree. You, that, was, that was well it was, said. It was just like, it was just like there's, a, there's a step in the right direction. And look, like, the 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 offensive line could block really well, theoretically. And like LJ Martin just won't head the holes. Yeah. Like that, that can happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened. That, that isn't what happened, but I think there were other, there were other, um, factors yeah. that made it. And they just couldn't run the ball at some point. Yeah. And a lot of this information I'm getting is from listening to a uh, shout out, the hype train podcast. They, they point, it was sort of like an eye opening moment. That's not just like, Oh, the offensive line stinks. Yeah. It's part of it. But I was like, it, they opened my eyes to the other parts of it that I thought were, was interesting. And then so, this, this is my final point, and then we can move on. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, apart from all the woes mm-hmm. from execution, the play calling, horrendous. Yeah. When the run is not working, there's a point maybe in the third quarter, some point in the second half, mm-hmm. where it showed, maybe the second quarter, I don't know. Second or third quarter, it showed the graphic of run plays to pass plays. Yeah, and BYU had like way more run running plays. It's like when they they were just trying, yeah, getting blown. Exactly. It was like at least, like at least try. The best way to get back in games is in through the air. Yeah, like that's that's the best way. Yeah, and just the fact that they kept trying to run and just wasn't working was just mind boggling to me. It's the predictability as well. Yeah, like it's just um. Well, it just sometimes feels like, look, I'm a big A-Rod guy. Like, I think I defend him a lot. You do. Um, I, Because I think he's a good play designer. He's a great quarterback developer. I think he's a great offensive mind. But, like, I do think there is a stubbornness to, like, my plan, my ideal way of how we're going to get things done today. And it's like, hey, buddy, your ideal plan's out the window <laughs> right now 21 we're, we're down 21 his points. Adapted, his ability to adapt is not there. Yes, into the situation where it's like, okay, yes, you would ideally like to run the ball in this situation. You can't. Yeah. 
You can't because yeah. you're unable to run the ball well. We're down by three touchdowns. This just isn't an option. Change. Yeah. Like it's it's also like the um. And you know our offensive line can do pretty well as pass block. Yeah, they're pretty good at pass block. And that's something that you know I think. Yeah. As much as I don't like the offensive line right now, especially in regards to the running game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been pretty decent and mm-hmm. and pass block. It still takes a while for throws to be made, and I think it's because Slovis looks downfield and guys are open. Yeah. I think that's a major factor. Uh, but, yeah, there was a thing, like, he what he loves running the ball on second and long, and then we can move on. But he loves running the ball on second and long. Ben Johnson loves to run the ball on second and long. You know what's the difference? The Lions are really freaking good at running the ball yeah. and have the best, like, offensive line in the NFL and one of the best bell cow pound the ball running backs in the NFL. And then once that went down last Sunday, they just threw the ball a ton with Jared Goff. They just adjusted and won the game that way. So I'd like to Wait, see more. Wait, so, so you're saying something didn't work? And so Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions? Yeah. Adapted and he changed. He adjusted. Yep, that's something BYU. I feel like Tuiaki well, struggled with it as a defensive coordinator. Dude, like most football coaches struggle with that, which is which is weird because from like a fan perspective, I know it seems so easy. It seems like just change it, and then it's but they like oh, for some reason. Yeah, I except for the elite ones. The elite ones change it. Yeah, where you're like you could be so good if you just changed it. I, like I and like I think like I still really like A Rod. I think he's really good. I don't think he's as good of an offensive coordinator as Ben Johnson, obviously, and he doesn't have the talent. But like it's the same. The blueprint is the same. Yeah, they they want to do the same thing. So anyway, we can move on. Let's move on to our picks. Yes. Um, thanks for listening to our BYU rant. It's it's all it, it was due. It was due. We needed that. So <clears throat> speaking of which. Next week, this time, Ben and I will be in Austin, Texas for the BYU-Texas game. So, we'll have to do an update there. So, last week, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'll go through my picks from last week. Mm-hmm. This was, again, by, this is our bye week. We did not record this, except between me and Ben. Did you count the ones from the week before? Yes. We don't oh. have to go over that. Oh, okay. The total is... From then, and I'll just do, I'll just you know, I'll just do the total after, just like. Okay. But I did, I do have a total from then. Okay. But I'll have I just to, do to make the total sure you're now. counting that. Yeah. So I had Miami at UNC, UNC minus three. That was a win for me. Mm-hmm. I had Wyoming at Air Force, Wyoming plus eleven. That was also a win for me. At Mizzou at Kentucky, Mizzou plus two and a half. That was also a win for me. Then I had UCLA at. Oregon State, that was a win for me. And then I had Louisville at Pitt at Louisville minus seven and a half. And that was a total loss for me. So four and one. I know, that was a great week for me. Four and one. Cool. I had USC plus two and a half against Notre Dame loss. AM plus three and a half against Tennessee loss. Wisconsin minus nine and a half against Iowa loss. Oregon <laughs> plus three against Washington loss. BYU plus six, adding that the line was madness. When they got blown out by 33 points, loss. So I went 0 for 5 this week. They went 1 for 4 the previous week. So since you've listened last, I've gotten one pick right. 
Because we haven't recorded in like two plus weeks. Oh, man. I'm hoping to change that this week. So the total now brings us to me at 19, you at 13. So you Including the last. We're, we're up to date now. This is up to date, correct. Okay. So now okay. we're going to do week eight picks. Um, who went first last time? You did. Okay, so you go. Okay. Or let me let me make sure. I, I'm like pretty sure you did, but I've got just just go. Yeah, yeah, just go. Just yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State is minus five. I like Penn State plus five. I think Penn State wins this game. Gosh. Um, I really like Drew Aller. There hasn't really been an opportunity for these guys to, um, for the for any of the Big Ten teams to really flex themselves or show what they are. I like this Ohio State team. They're a little different than the previous ones we've seen. Uh, where they've got an actually like a surprisingly pretty good defense and maybe not as good of a quarterback, but they've still got all the um, still got all the like wide receivers. The running game isn't going too great for them, but this is like one of the more pa- talented Penn State teams that we've had in a long time. I think they've got a great coaching staff this year at all positions on both sides of the ball. They've got the talent. They've got a great offensive line. I think the difference is really going to come down to like, because I think Penn State, Penn State's been dominated by Ohio State historically, um, especially under James Franklin. Is this the time that James Franklin can break through? And I think the answer is yes, because they've got the dynamic quarterback to do so. I think Drew Aller is going to have like a coming out party tomorrow. Um, he's going to do really, really well. I think this is a close game. I think it's one of the best games of the season. Sort of in the same likes of like Texas, Oklahoma, um, Oregon, Washington. I think this will be similar. I like Penn State to edge out Ohio State, but I especially like them to cover plus five if nothing else. Yeah, uh, I would. I would have made that same pick. I just think, uh, apart from Notre Dame, who is like we've discussed, a little vulnerable, maybe not quite as elite as we thought. Yeah. Still elite, I would say, but not like the lower tier of elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, apart from them, Ohio State really hasn't, like you said, Big Ten hasn't really flexed. It's, I think been, it's just word. been status quo. It's just been like pretty much Because they haven't had stagnant. an opportunity to, to been, do anything. It's been very we stagnant. Ohio State, this, you know, you know. Ohio State played Maryland. Uh, I think other than that, you know, but, uh, yeah. In Penn State against, I mean, shut out Iowa and they beat West Virginia pretty good week one. But other than that, it's the same. But I think I buy more Penn State than I do Ohio State in this game. But it is in Columbus, so that's tough. So, uh, but I'm rocking with the Nittany Lions there. My first pick. Ironically, I'm wearing an Auburn shirt right now, but Tennessee at Alabama. The line is Alabama minus nine. I'm going to take Alabama in that. I like that too. Because if this was in Knoxville, I still think Alabama wins, but they don't win by 10 or more. Mm-hmm. I think because it's in Tuscaloosa, that's the only thing that's giving me hope. Uh, Alabama has a solid defense that I think is not talked about. They, uh, other than the Texas game, they hold teams to, essentially 20 points around there. And, I mean, what are you going to hold explosive, hot Texas offense at that time? 
to under 20 points. No, I mean, they still held them and kept it competitive, kept them in the game. Um, but I think this game is more so I don't buy Tennessee. I, I don't either. Um, I just don't think they've played anyone impressive. Oh, they I won't say they haven't won impressively yeah. to me. Like they've won some good games, like A and M last week was good. Uh, I believe they beat Mississippi State. Excuse me, no, that was uh, Alabama. Um, South Carolina, right? Like A and M, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right now they're kind of the same in my eyes. I just think of two mediocre SEC maroon teams. Um, I would put A and M over South Carolina. Rip my ex girlfriend and Spencer Rattler. Um, toxic, but I still still love them. Uh no, I just don't buy Tennessee. I'm taking Alabama in Tuscaloosa minus nine. Okay. I like that one as well. Um I'm gonna go with another top twenty five matchup here this week in Utah USC. I'm obsessed with this matchup. I've always liked USC and if Cam Rising were playing, I would like Utah. But I think the fact that, like, Caleb Williams hasn't had an issue with scoring against this Utah defense in the past, that hasn't been the biggest issue. The issue really has been, like, the physicality of Utah on both sides of the ball just really rattles USC. And I think that could be sort of the case. But, like, there's got to be some skill and, uh, like, good quarterback play for Utah to take advantage of that, which they had in Cam Rising twice last year. They just don't have that. They just don't have the quarterback in the offense to to keep up because Utah is going to be able to stop Caleb Williams in this USC offense here and there, but not enough for Utah to keep up offensively. So I like USC to cover and win by at least at least more than a touchdown. Yeah, I again, I just don't. I think Cam Rising will never come back. No, he won't. He, he's not coming back this year. Like, I'm convinced. Like, it's like there's literal talk about him coming back in the Florida game. Brant Keithy is out for the season. You know that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, which is sad because he got injured last season as well. Yeah. It's just, and some Utah fans are hoping there can be medical red shirts for both of them. And it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's not so much, I'm with you, I would pick USC, it's not so much USC, kind of similar to Alabama, Tennessee, I think it's more Utah. For, I think it's a bounce back opportunity too. Yeah, bounce back I, I opportunity, after an embarrassing loss, I would say, yeah. um, maybe not because it was against Notre Dame, I think that's a fair loss, but they just got their score doubled, mm-hmm. so... I think it's just more Utah is not quite what we thought. I thought, you know what? Yeah, they can beat Baylor. They can beat Florida. Um, they can beat UCLA without rising. Then they'll be fine. But clearly that's not going to be a thing. No. So, uh, but okay, yeah, I think USC wins by 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll do another top 25 matchup. Uh, let's go... To good old Tallahassee, Florida, ACC. I just lost it. Whatever. Um, I'm picking Florida State. The spread's minus 14 and a half. I wish it was 13 and a half. 
because I then pick Florida. I would definitely pick Florida State. But it's crazy how spreads work. That one point um, can make all the difference. Uh, Duke's still without Riley Leonard, is my understanding. He's um, or questionable. Yeah, I think it's at least not a sure thing, and I might lean towards him not playing. Just based off my own, just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting it. I'll believe it when I see it. Duke has a really good defense. I don't think people talk enough about that. Yeah. I think they're average. They give up nine points. <laughs> That's crazy. I think, look at, all right, I'll tell you the scores of their opponents. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven, 14, seven, 21, three. That's insane. I think it is under 10 points. It's like nine mm-hmm. something. Uh, but Florida State does have good offense. Uh, I don't think Florida State's fourth. I feel like they're more like six or seven. I think they're more like an Oklahoma Notre Dame level. Like they'll be on the outside looking in. Uh, but this will be a big win for them. But they need to take care of business. Home game against a good Duke team, most likely without their starting quarterback. And I think Duke keeps it stays in the game, but not enough to cover. So I'm taking I'm taking the Knolls in this one. I like that. Um, one that I like, uh, it's kind of a weirder one, but I'm going with it. Air Force plays, this is more of a U kind of game. Dang it, dang it, dang it, man. I, this is a I was going to pick game. that first, and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're like, Ben won't choose that. I said, I told myself, Ben won't choose that. I'd rather talk about these top 25 matchups, but dang it, I should have gone with my gut. I like Air Force minus 10. Dang it. A lot. I love Air Force. I, would, I actually want this Air Force coaching staff to be Virginia's next coaching staff. I want Troy Calhoun to be their next coach. That's and I want their offensive line coach as well. Yada yada yada. Um, because then because UVA's defensive coordinator currently and cornerbacks coach, who I think are pretty good coaches, came from Air Force under this staff as well. That's a whole different conversation. I'm not getting into it. But Air Force runs a very, like, innovative and, like, modern version of the triple option, and they do so in an elite fashion. They score tons of points. They're a really good team. Uh, I watched this Navy team play against Notre Dame and did not come away impressed at any aspect of them. I think Air Force is going to be able to score a lot of points, um, win this game by at least double digits, and that's the line here. So I like Air Force. I... I think the line for me, I would take Air Force minus 17 still. Like, yeah, I think I might. Too. Like, that is a I really like, good line. I like Air Force. Oh, dang it. I wanted that pick. Uh, I do think it might be a little unfair to compare Navy against Notre Dame in week yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but they showed me nothing. Week zero, actually. Week zero? I, still, I, I just don't think they're very good. They're sort I, of a rebuild type yeah, program, especially like, after Niamatololo has gone. They they have Brian Newberry's their new uh, their new head coach, who's their defensive coordinator. So like I think he's got sort of a rebuild in a way on his hands. Air Force is way better. Yeah. Oh, Air Force is better. I just think Navy. I mean, lost the four to Memphis, beat North Texas. Yeah. Kept it relatively close against South Florida. I, I know these aren't like great teams, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, but. Uh, so I think it. I think they'll probably be better to you than you thought. Mm-hmm. 
And obviously, I do believe there is improvement, as probably every team is from week zero, week one. But, yeah, Air Force. I would love for Air Force to go undefeated. Give me Air Force. Give me Air Force the New Year's Six. That's fun. Give me Air Force the New Year's Six. And let's look at their schedule real quick. They got Navy, Colorado State. Air Force plays at Colorado State. That might That's be tricky. Yeah. But then Army, Hawaii, UNLV, Boise. And I don't think Boise is necessarily an easy game. But they, it's very doable. It's very doable. So yeah. I absolutely love that. And I should have gone with it. You know, I'm going to go with my gut. I was going to, you know, oh, we're doing top 25 teams. I just don't want to throw Air Force in there. And you know what? Bam won't pick them. Dang it. You know what? I I will pick, though, uh, for my – this is my third. Yes. I'm going to go – there is – oh, my gosh. I am terrible. I keep losing everything. Um, I swear I had it. Just give me one moment. Give me – oh, speaking, this is not my pick, but Army plays LSU. That's kind of interesting. I guess they don't. I thought they played. Oh, here we go. South Carolina at Missouri. There's been a couple teams I've been riding as far as covering the spread. Missouri let me down, but I feel like they won't this week. South Carolina against Missouri at Tiger Stadium there, at the Tiger Stadium. It's Missouri minus seven and a half. Give me, give me the Tigers, man. South Carolina... I was very high on them, and now I'm moving on. My new toxic girlfriend is Brady Cook, who Except it's they, not toxic. It's, it's not toxic. Like, He's good. Like perfectly, things are going great in this relationship. Yeah, and Brady and Missouri could be. This is your seven new, This is your new girlfriend meeting your ex. Exactly. Uh, and you're like, you're like, am I sticking with my new girlfriend, or am I just going back to my toxic ex? I'm proud of you for making the decision to stick with your new uh, healthy relationship instead of going back to your ex, Spencer Rattler. He's toxic. You go, girl. Thank there you. We go. Uh, I just don't think. I'm just not buying. Not buying. The only thing South I don't Carolina like enough is to it feels cover. like slightly like a trap. So that's the one thing I, I could be hesitant about. But otherwise, with my brain, I on everything, excluding that. Fair. I love it. Cool. Um, Your fourth pick. I am addicted to picking against UNC, so I'm going Virginia plus 20. No! <laughs> Did you add that, too? No, I'm commenting not. on my addiction. I'm commenting on your addiction because I love you. <laughs> ben, how many times... It's like the Spongebob meme. How many times do we have to tell you, old man? How many times do we have to teach you this lesson? Teach you this man? lesson, old that, which man. Which is even more fitting. Um, I'm, I'm, it was, uh, my buddy Car, our buddy Carter convinced me. <laughs> but he also had Miami and like, has been vain against you. You guys, you guys, I absolutely love. I absolutely love. We feed each other. You guys, well, you and Carter, again, shout out Carter Cast. You guys are such homers for the ACC, which makes sense. You guys are ACC guys. But sometimes it blinds you. It blinds you guys. Ben, UVA beat William & Mary, what, by 10, 11? 
Um, nine. It was more than that, I think. I think. Okay, 14, 14. Yeah. 27-13. This is a team that lost to Boston College. Ben. And you're, you think they're going to keep it within 24? I think this is a letdown spot for UNC. Did you also think that against Syracuse when they won 41-7? to I, I'm just, I'm just here. It was 40 to 7. 40 to 7. <laughs> so let's get it right. Um, <laughs> um, but. I want, yeah, talk me through your logic. It's just a big line. <laughs> it's a big line. Against, Virginia's coming off a bye. A, a well coached Virginia team. Virginia's on a hot streak. On a hot streak. Virginia's <laughs> trending up. They're trending up. No, no, who's also on this hot streak? UNC. No, but here's actually my my thought process as to how this is going to play out. I think Virginia's going to come out. It, they, they did this last year. This game was actually pretty close for a bit because, granted, Virginia's worse than they were last year and UNC better than they were last year. But I think Virginia could come out. They do well on offense at the beginning of games. Like, their scripted offense is good. Like, their script for the first quarter, first couple possessions is good. So I think Virginia comes out uh, against a UNC team that's expecting to roll and kind of is able to quickly punch them in the mouth, maybe get up by a little bit, maybe get a couple stops, score a few times, you know, be up 14-3 or something. And then I think it all goes downhill, but I think, Virginia, I think like, North Carolina wins, like, 42-21. That's all. All right, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not saying like I don't think it's close. I'm just going to call it it's rehab just, center. It's just 24 points is, or 23 and a half points. This is a lot of points. All right, all right. This is all right. If UGA covers, you're free. If UNC covers, am I banned from picking? You them? are banned from picking UNC. Again, you you cannot pick against UNC the rest of the season. You cannot. Okay. It's free run. Okay, okay. I'll go with it. You're I'll one and nine. <laughs> Your past two weeks, Ben. I'm sick. I'm sick of the line. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. But I'm not terribly upset. I probably it's just want to take Do you kind of get what I mean, though? Oh, no. It, you you have logic. Yeah. I just. I just. It's. <laughs> not even been picking Virginia all year or something. You know what I mean? Because I just. That is true. UNC. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're funny. Um, let's go for my next pick. I'm going with my gut here. This is a SoCon game, Southern Conference. Interesting. Appalachian State, Old Dominion. Appalachian State's favored by five and a half. They will play in Newport News against Old Dominion. Give me Appalachian State. I just. I'm not super impressed with Old Dominion this year. Yeah. Um, granted, they've kept a lot of their games pretty close, win or lose. But I just. But same with Appalachian State. They. You know what? I'm going to. This is kind of uncanny. I'm going to go through the scores for Old Dominion, and I'm going to go through the scores with Appalachian State. Old Dominion. Loses to Virginia Tech, 36-17. Okay. Louisiana Old Dominion, 38-31 win. Wake Forest, 27-24 loss. 
Texas A&M Commerce, I believe. Yeah. Old Dominion wins 9-10. Old Dominion Marshall, 41-35 loss. Old Dominion Southern Miss, 17-13 win. So, apart from Tech, all their games have been within one possession. And Tech was first game of the season. Appalachian State. First game of the season against Gardner-Webb, they win 45-24. Against North Carolina, Appalachian State loses by 6 in double overtime. Appalachian State beats East Carolina by 15. Appalachian State loses to Wyoming by 3. Appalachian State beats Louisiana Monroe by 1. Appalachian State loses to Coastal Carolina by 3. So they both are just competitive, Mm -hmm. it seems like. So I think it will actually be a pretty good game. It's on the NFL Network. But the line's minus five and a half. I just trust Appalachian State as a program more. Mm-hmm. I like Aguilar, I believe, is the quarterback for App State. And I, like I think, State and I think App State has played better teams than Old Dominion has. And so, for that reason, I'm going Appalachian State minus five and a half. Cool. I don't hate it at all. Um... This is another sickness that I have. It is because of my sickness. Okay. Because of your sickness. Uh, because of my sickness, I am picking BYU plus three. Oh, ben. <laughs> ben. They're going to win. It's a bounce back opportunity in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's a night game. This team's a different team in night games. I, have you seen that? I actually am convinced BYU could be an NFL team if we were to play that night. They at can, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. At Lavelle, they, they can well, beat the, just night in general because they won yeah. at Arkansas. Arkansas is not that good of a team, but they're still talented. Um, if BYU plays the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. Mountain Time in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I think BYU is within the possession. I, I am believing in a bounce back opportunity. Texas Tech's on like their third quarterback, I think. So I think they're, but Texas Tech has been a slightly underachieving, talented team. Sort of like TCU, but the difference is it's not TCU who owns us. It's a night game. That night game's also in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And not only are we like, and we're coming off of like a bad loss, so it's a bounce back situation. So for those reasons, I think the defense won't have a a ton of trouble because I think their quarterback is just not going to be, it's just like TCU's backup quarterback, Hoover, was pretty good. I don't think this guy will be any good. I also think that. Even if it's a rough start, I think this offense will get something going. And the fact that the defense can hang in there will, with Texas Tech better than they were TCU, it forces the offense to not have to press as much. Yeah. So for those reasons, I like BYU to to win a close game 27-24 Saturday night, tomorrow night. I, 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 would, if, I would think BYU wins. Because I think both the teams are actually pretty even. It's just, it's in Provo. This team doesn't go to a bowl game for them, BYU? Yep. Uh, I would agree. This is this is a big game yeah, for they them. They got to win this one. Okay. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just too emotionally attached to BYU. And I'm too optimistic. So, uh, but I like that. I like that. We're positive vibes. Positive vibes. And my final pick, we're going to stick in the Big 12. Oklahoma State travels to Morgantown. West Virginia is favored by three. Give me West Virginia in that. They had a really 
horrible loss. Horrible in the way that they lost. I mean, they lose to Houston off a Hail Mary in a game in just kind of a fluky game. Uh, I think West Virginia should be 5-1. and one. I think they should have won the Houston game, but as luck would have it, Houston won off that Hail Mary. Um, but And Oklahoma State's coming off a big win against a Daniels-less Kansas team. Mm-hmm. A couple big wins. A couple big wins. Um, that, that That's the bigger win in my eyes. Uh, they yeah, did, it, is. it they, is. They did beat Kansas State. Uh, it's a pretty good win. But this, this, this thing about Oklahoma State, which confuses me, Oklahoma State, I... It's almost it's a time everyone's buying back in, so you got to hop back off. Yeah, I like yeah, I was wrong. I thought they were just up really big on Kansas, and Kansas kind of made a comeback, but it was kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Morgan Town's a tough place to play in, and I don't think Oklahoma State's that good. And I think West Virginia, I think Mike Gundy's a good coach. I don't necessarily think uh, everyone's I don't think this talk- is that talented of an Oklahoma State team. And, yeah, it's not. I think they don't have the quarterback they usually do. Yeah, and West Virginia just seems to play to their competition. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll play good against good teams, and they'll play a little worse against worse teams. Mm-hmm. But I just like that they can stick yeah. in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're competitive. Uh, I think they win by a touchdown. I think they win... Thirty to twenty-four, okay. or thirty to twenty-three. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, I just think it's, it's the momentum of highest of highs. Uh, you beat a ranked Kansas team at home versus uh, you lose a heartbreaking hail mary. I, I, I feel like the emotions are going to be more in West Virginia's favor. Yeah. Give me West Virginia in Morgantown mm-hmm. minus three. Cool. So, I like that. That about wraps us up. So that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us through the thick and thin here. Uh, next week we're gonna uh, talk. We're gonna talk a little more college football. We're going to preview college basketball. So we're gonna have a special episode for that. We're gonna try to do it next week. Might be a little difficult given that we're traveling next oh, weekend. Yeah. But if not, the weekend after for sure. Uh, but enjoy your college football. Say your prayers for me and Ben's intramural basketball game. That's going to happen in one hour. We'll need the prayers. We will definitely need them. But we love you guys. And until next time. This has been BAT Talk College Sports. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Thanks again, and until next time.